such a great way to praise the Lord. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Truly, Father, Jesus did feed all those people with my loaves and fishes. But how did he do it, son? Did he suddenly have a lot of bread and fish in front of him and pass it out? No, Father. I was watching closely and he... Well, he just started giving his disciples loaves and fishes from what I had, and they never... They just kept on being more there for him to hand out to his disciples, and they handed it out to the people. I... I think I discern a lesson. Two of them in that miracle. Jesus is the Messiah. I believe this from the very beginning. I know he is. He wished first to teach us that the sustaining of our earthly bodies is necessary. Secondly, that our spiritual life is to spring forth from an unending source, God himself. Then Jesus had the disciples gather up the food that was left over so that nothing would be lost. Twelve baskets full. Twelve. And he started with my five small loaves and two little fish. Mm, I'm sure there's a lesson there, too. Uh, now, wh what did he do with them, the, uh, the twelve baskets of food? He gave them to the people so they could take it home and give it to their families and friends and neighbors. I think I see. Yes, Jesus wants us to waste not so much as a crumb of spiritual blessing and truth. We are to cherish every bit and then give to our neighbors, everyone, so that they too will share in the spiritual blessings. Father, Jesus hmm? is still on this side of the sea. His disciples went across last night in a boat, but Jesus stayed here. Can't we all go and hear him today? Um, well, uh, what do you think, Mother? I think we won't starve if you don't go fishing one day. <laughs> then we'll go. <laughs> but we'd better hurry. It's almost done. Uh, pardon me, sir, but yes. I'm looking for Jesus. Do you know... We're all 
looking for him. <laughs> I just arrived from a great distance away. I heard that yesterday Jesus fed a great many people with only two fish and one loaf of bread. It was five loaves, sir, and two fishes. They were mine. I gave them to him. You don't know where he is? Uh, no, but if no, you I'll, want to... No, I'll ask someone who knows. Oh. Uh, perhaps we'd better ask someone. Uh, oh, pardon, sir. Uh, but do you have knowledge of the whereabouts of Jesus? I should. I'm one of his disciples, but I don't. You one of his 12 disciples? Oh, no, no, lad. I'm not one of the 12, but I am one of his many other disciples and followers. Oh. <laughs> Is he here? He should be. The 12 and others went across the lake last night, took all the boats there are, so he has to be here somewhere. Jerry and I. Yes. We've just found a small boat. Come, we're going across to the other side. At least there we can talk to the Twelve. Come. The people seem to be rushing toward the synagogue. Uh, 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 pardon, sir, but why are the people all rushing toward the synagogue? You don't know? Well, if I did, I wouldn't be asking. Oh, Jesus is in the synagogue. He just got there. Now, how did Jesus get now, across? Stop talking and let's hurry to the synagogue. We won't be able to get inside. almost filled already. People from everywhere. Some even There's from a group the... of disciples. Greetings. 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 Where have you been? Uh, how did Jesus get across the sea? Or don't you know? I do. I came across in the same boat with the twelve. Well? Well, soon after we left land, a great storm arose. Now we know that. The same storm was the on The twelve shore. were in charge of the boat. Some of them had been fishermen, as you know. And they knew those waters and how to handle a ship. But they had been complaining among themselves about Jesus and hadn't even noticed the storm until it broke. For hours they rode and worked, but they were lost. We all gave up hope. Suddenly, a mysterious glow appeared on the waves, a figure walking in the midst of the glow, on top of the water. On top of the water. Suddenly, Peter called out. It was Jesus walking on the waves. Peter got out of his boat and walked towards Jesus, but, but when Peter took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. Hearing Peter's cry for help, Jesus took him by the hand and led him safely to the boat. The tempest suddenly ceased, and we landed right where we were supposed to. Oh, did Jesus make any remark about it? No. Has he since then? No. Well, let's ask him about it and see what he says. The crowd is great. It'll be hard to get through to Jesus. We'll push our way through. Yeah. Uh, master? Hey, master? Excuse, excuse us. Me. We've got to get... Master! 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 master. Let, excuse us. Let master! 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 Master, last night you were on the other side of the sea. There was no boat. Yet now you're here. Master, how came you here? Ye seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. What shall we do that we might work the works of God? This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom God hath sent. Our fathers were given manna by Moses in the wilderness. They did eat and were refreshed. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. The true bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth eternal life unto the world. Lord, give unto us this bread. I am that bread of life. He that believeth on me, 
hath everlasting life. How can this man give us eternal life? We have been led to believe lies. He is not the Messiah. In fact, his parenthood is questionable. I, for one, shall no longer follow him as a disciple or even listen to him. Our leaders and elders are right. Jesus is an imposter and should be made to stop teaching his lies and heresy. Many of my followers have forsaken me. They will walk with me no more. Ye are my chosen twelve, yet one of you is a devil. Will ye also forsake me, walk with me no longer? Lord, to whom would we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. We believe, we know that thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. We shall never leave thee, nor forsake thee. For we love. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Game.
Jesus wants to be our friend. He's interested in everything we do and longs to be included in our lives. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. A Snake in the Fence by Enid Sparks. A cool breeze blew across Amos's face as he paused to rest. It was hard work digging that ditch below the hen house where the missionary's chickens lived. Amos was not the name his parents had given him. He had learned such wonderful things at the mission school in Tanganyika, Africa, that he decided he wanted a Bible name, Amos. As he dug, he repeated the verse he had learned for Bible class that morning. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2. A smile crept across his face as he thought of how God protects his children. There were so many dangers always present. Wild animals, snakes, even that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Amos had not always been a brave boy. Before he started to attend the mission school, he felt afraid all the time. The Bible verses he repeated again and again gave him strength and courage because he knew God was by his side. Now his most cherished duty was taking care of Jimmy, the missionary's little boy. He enjoyed nothing more than keeping a watchful eye on that six-year-old. Today, Jimmy was playing with a stick horse, and each time he rode the wooden steed around the yard, he would take a peek into the ditch to smile at Amos. But Amos suddenly noticed that the backyard had grown silent. It occurred to him, too, that the time had come for Jimmy to peer down at him, but Jimmy hadn't come. A feeling of uneasiness came over him. Where was the boy? He breathed a prayer for his protection. Then a commotion burst loose in the chicken yard. It seemed as if every hen was giving the alarm, and each one was vying with the others to make the loudest noise. Maybe Jimmy is scaring the hens with his stick pony. But his mother has told him not to do that, and he usually does what his mother says, thought Amos. I'd better take a look. He jumped out of the ditch and jumped again, for there, woven into the wire netting around the chicken yard, was a cobra. The long cobra must have crawled there to warm itself in the sun. Amos raced up the path to the house, right behind Jimmy, who had seen the snake first. Snake! Snake! they shouted. There's a snake in the fence! Mother already stood at the back door, wondering what all the excitement was about. Snakes made her shudder, no matter what size or color they were. How thankful she was that father had come home to the house to get some things he had forgotten. Now, hearing all the noise, he too appeared. With hands trembling and hearts thumping, the boys told in broken exclamations that a cobra five feet long was woven into the chicken yard fence. Quick, shouted the missionary to his wife, get the box of shells while I run to get the gun. The box is empty, she gasped. The missionary dropped his gun and seized her hand. Together they flew down the path to the chicken yard. On the way, Father grabbed a heavy club. Jimmy and Amos were not far behind, for they wanted to see what was going to happen. We must act fast before the snake crawls out of the fence, Father said. Grab its tail, Amos, while I wallop it on the head. Amos trembled, then froze in his tracks. Hold a snake by the tail? No, sir, please. He was dreadfully afraid of snakes. "'Grab it, somebody!' father begged. "'It's going to get away!' Amos mustered all the courage he possibly could and seized the tail, holding on for dear life as the snake jabbed this way and that. After a blow or two, the hideous creature was dead. 
Amos quickly helped pull the cobra from the fence. Jimmy watched with eyes wide open. How he wished he were big enough to hold a real live snake by the tail as Amos had done. Amos picked up his shovel and began digging again. What was that Bible text he had learned at school? He repeated it now, very reverently this time. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Jimmy shouted as he galloped past on his pony, and Amos whispered, Thank you, God. You did deliver us from the enemy's hand, now and forever. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Children come, don't dare drive them away, and then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.